Hello. Welcome to the Fast God Stuff Podcast, where we make biblical theology simple, practical, and fun so that we can love God and others more. I'm Conrad, and my wife and I ran the Disney Star Wars 5K, 10K, and half marathon on consecutive days in completely different sets of costumes. And I'm Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you again? (laughs) And I like to wink at security cameras. Oh, we're just two guys trying to follow Jesus that's hanging out in the studio with our Bibles and good. We take just 30 minutes to chat about a theological topic and remove our minds with the good things of Christ. It's fast God stuff. What are we talking about today, Conrad? Well, today we're going over the good and the bad ways to share Christ. Two, three, for the good and the bad ways to share Christ. making everything so awful. The good and bad ways to share Christ. Seriously, don't make Jesus sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. Well, that was weird. <laughs> so that's a bad way to share Christ right there. <laughs> So why are we talking about this today? Well, hopefully we Christians want to do some sharing of the name of Christ and be involved in the Lord's kingdom work. Mm -hmm. But there are some good ways and some horrible ways and some terrible ways of doing that. So today we're going to go over two terrible ways, two terrible methods of sharing Christ in order to point out the proper ways of doing that. This is going to be so good. It's going to be terrible at the same time. So comrade, what do you think is one of the worst ways to share Christ? So one of the terrible ways to share Christ that I pick is what I call bumper sticker evangelism. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's terrible. So, you know, everyone's (laughs) seen bumper stickers and the Jesus fish and all sorts of stuff. So there's a bunch of ways why this is a terrible idea. So let's first categorize some bumper stickers. So the first category, I think, uh, are the judgmental legalistic ones, the ones that are basically like love Jesus or go to hell category, right? You on. know, where they just introduce fear or legalism. And then the, uh, the second um, one is like the slogan stickers, like somehow you expect somebody to change their someone's heart because of some like seven world word slogan, you know, like the, are you following Jesus this close or so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like so bad. Sorry. And then the other one is terrible theology. And I, I just, I always have to go to this one. It's in case of rapture, this car will be unmanned. So like, okay, if you have Kirk Cameron and Nicolas Cage promoting the same type of end times view in their movies, it's probably time for you to change your eschatology. Yeah, that should be a red flag, right? Right, exactly. Okay, so it's not necessarily the bumper stickers that I'm annoyed with, and we've actually kind of touched it on already. It's the ridiculous idea that Christians or non-Christians can actually change other people's worldviews by putting a bumper sticker on their car. So here's a way to prove my point. Okay, Jesse, how many political stickers do you see every day? I want to say half dozen easy. Okay, let's say six. Did you change your political view six times today? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> every single time you saw a bumper sticker, did you automatically go, oh, a Bernie Sanders sticker, I'm going to vote for I'm, him. That's funny. That's the one I was going to say. I'm yeah. so convinced. <laughs> yeah. Feel the burn because I saw the sticker. And then as soon as you see somebody else... Like a Hillary stick. Oh, well, I'm going to vote for her. Right. Oh, then now I'm going to vote for Trump. I oh, love their colors. They're so pretty. Yeah. So th- that's just, of course, you're not going to change your, your vote. Of course. Every single time you just see something like, that. Uh, who's your favorite sports team? The Red Sox. Okay. So if you see a Yankees bumper sticker, are you automatically going to change your sports affiliation? No, I want to spit on that car. Exactly. Okay. That's a good point right there. So not only do you, are you not changing your view, you actually hate that person. Right, okay. exactly. It causes you to be judgmental. Yeah. Okay, a pro-abortion sticker. 
Right. So after you saw the sticker, did you support abortion? No, of course not. No. And then at the same time, what are you thinking about other person? I've now I've I've got a total prejudgment in my head about who's driving that vehicle. Okay. So they are trying to promote an a particular interest or a particular worldview, whether it be political, societal, or ethical. So when people are driving around, it's just do I agree or disagree with that person? And if they you see like a Red Sox bumper sticker, you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Right, right on. And it just kind of helps you feel better about the Red Sox, but. If you disagree with them, then you automatically just you contrast your worldview with their worldview and you end end up just judging them. Exactly. It further divides. Either way, it just embeds more division. Okay, so Jesse, name a band that you totally hate. Oh, it's gotta be hands down Nickelback. I totally agree. <laughs> so like to me, Nickelback is like they went in the studio and then they threw up into the mics. Yes. And somehow they used like a Star Trek transporter to teleport that vomit into your car's speakers. Yes. And then that vomit comes out of your speakers like, you know, it squishes through the grill and then just comes into your car and then you just smell that vomit in your car. That to me is what Nickelback is. So when you see a Nickelback sticker on somebody else's car, what do you think of them? But again, I'm totally over it. I'm like, this person obviously is a fool because they not only do they love Nickelback, they love them enough to put a sticker and advertise that to everybody else. Exactly. Okay, so you're not changing anybody's mind with your bumper sticker. But there is actually a deeper, more practical reason why Christian bumper stickers just really bother me. Okay, so Jesse, when you're driving, tell me what do drivers do that makes you mad? The thing that most makes me the most angry is when you're trying to merge on the highway and nobody will let you in and the whole left lane wide open. Okay, now imagine that person who's not letting you in and you come right behind them. Now you see, are you following Jesus, this close bumper sticker on their car? <laughs> How does that make you feel? It makes it a million times worse. Yeah. Like, as Christians, we end up hating other Christians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, imagine a non-Christian. What do you think you're doing to the name of Christ with that bumper sticker? You're definitely not making it awesome. Yeah, exactly. And some other examples are like uh, that make me mad are people who drive in the passing lane really slow and they're not passing. If they cut, feet, cut you off or they don't use their blinkers or they do a really b- bad parking job. So just imagine if you had a Jesus bumper sticker in any or even just a Jesus fish in any of those situations, you're just making people mad. Right. So it is only possible to make people mad when you're driving. So to prove this point, what are the ways that you can be courteous when you drive? Well, the best thing for me would be just to let me merge onto the highway. Give me some space. Right. So they they let you merge. They slow down and let you merge. Can you see the bumper sticker? No, not if they're behind me. No. So even if you are courteous and you have a Jesus bumper sticker, they have no idea you're a Christian. And some other examples might be letting a pedestrian walk in front of you, being Mm -hmm. kind there, or letting somebody else go at a four-way stop. Okay. So in both those examples, can they see your bumper? No. No. So it does you no good. If anything, the only way that you could actually do good and be known as a Christian and be courteous is have a is have a windshield sticker. Right. Like for, for a practical reason. Which Isn't is that your true? face. Yeah. And it's illegal to have windshield stickers. So it's basically impossible to be courteous and get credit for being a Christian at the same time. The only thing the bumper sticker does for the Christian, in my opinion, is it just proves that Christians are just as big idiots when they drive as everybody else. Exactly. But the problem with that is the person who's not a Christian is looking at the Jesus fish and thinking to themselves, you know, I bet Jesus would let me in. I bet he would drive better. Yeah. <laughs> so it really can only do a fair amount of harm and not a whole lot of good. So you might be thinking, well, I'm a very, very courteous driver, so I wouldn't ever make anybody mad. But Jesse. <laughs> That's like famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> do Christians cause accidents? For sure. Yeah. 
it's it's an accident. You don't mean to cause an accident. That's why it's called an accident. So, so basically, you will make somebody mad. So why would you couple you make eventually making somebody mad with the name of Christ? Right. If you could avoid that, that would be the very thing to do. Right. So, but if you really feel the need to do some pseudo bumper sticker evangelism, you know what? I found a perfect way of doing that. Oh, please share this. <laughs> so I, I found a way to ma- to merge people who are judgmental of your worldview and making people mad by your driving. So since you're eventually going to make somebody mad and people will also hate you with whatever worldview you're promoting, if you really want to do some pseudo evangelism and make people like Christians, we actually have to take the opposite approach. So you have to put an anti-Christian bumper sticker on your car, and then don't just wait to unintentionally make someone mad, but drive like a complete jerk. Yes. And I call this brilliant evangelistic method reverse evangelism. So move over evangelism explosion or the four spiritual laws, reverse evangelism is going to be the next thing. So Jesse, imagine if you saw a car with a Christianity sucks bumper sticker and they were parked across two handicapped spots. How would you feel about that person? I'm not going to like that person. You're going to hate that person <laughs> and you're going to hate the world, whatever worldview uh, that they're so promoting. Right. So do you see where I'm going with this? Right. See yes. how brilliant this is? Yes. So it's uh, truly reverse evangelism. Yeah. So not only will it one make people side with Christians. Number two, you get to drive however you want. It's so brilliant. And also here's, here's some biblical support for this. The Bible says Matt in Matthew 10, 16, be wise as serpents. Yeah, I'm sure this falls right, right in the sweet spot of that I, verse. I'm not misappropriating that verse at all, am I? No, no. Well, here's the great thing about that idea is if you go to Costco, put that bumper sticker, Christianity sucks or whatever on your car, then like park across two handicapped spots with clearly without a, a placard. Mm-hmm. And then you get out and you're just kind of like, can you believe, like, as people are passing by, like, can you believe this guy? I'm a Christian. Like, this is so rude. They'll be driven there into your arms <laughs> with sympathy. Uh, that's perfect. I didn't even think of that. Oh, man. We really have to come up with this, this new evangelism method. This, this is a game changer. We've just blown this whole thing <laughs> wide open. Okay. So here is, um, so I thought of some other, some other bumper stickers that maybe we should, we could put on. So <laughs> it's only going to get better. So now imagine if you saw a car double parked and they had a bumper sticker that said i voted to take prayer out of schools <laughs> but this proves your point right yeah. that the behavior can totally invalidate the sticker yeah exactly so now imagine you got cut off and they had a bumper sticker that said my kid beat up your christian school student oh that's just so wrong <laughs> or to make it a little worse the only good christian is a dead christian and that, oh, that's so and that bad. person ran a red light that's so bad so now imagine if you were stuck behind a person going 20 below in the passing lane for like five minutes and all you could see is their bumper sticker that said, follow me to a church burning. Oh, that is so wrong. <laughs> see, but that's a brilliant thing. The so worse the wrong. sticker is, and th- this could easily go off the rails way faster. We have not gone off the rails uh, yeah. yet. We're no, no, still no, no, no. on the track. Yeah, I could have I come up with 20 bumper stickers in 10 seconds that were worse, 10 times worse than any of these. Um, but yeah, that's just the more horrible the sticker and the more horrible you're driving, the more reverse evangelism. You're you right. You're absolutely right. And we're inadvertently doing that, I think, is your point, right? That when we have the Jesus fish on there, but drive like complete fools or we're not super respectful, which is hard to do because inadvertently you're going to offend somebody in your car. Inadvertently. Yep. That's going to happen. And why would you tie that to the name of Christ? So let us get to what are some effective means of evangelism and, and slash ministry. So Jesse, you do a bit of calculus, right? 
Yes, I do. Funny, funny you should ask. Because you're weird. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I came up with a little equation to make this easy. So right. effective ministry equals four things, four R's. Okay. It's one relationship plus the right answers plus the right heart plus the right means. So I'll say that again. Effective evangelism and effective ministry is four things. Relationship plus right answers plus right heart plus right means. So for example, I like it for you to actually reach somebody, you must first have their ear there. You have to have their respect and that can only come with a good relationship. So number one relationship, number two, you can't just have the relationship. You actually have to give them the right answers. And Jesse, where do we get the right answers from? Those are in the scriptures. Okay. So the Bible. So your interpretation of good Bible stuff is theology. So the right answers is having good theology based in scripture. The next thing is you have to have the right heart. You have to have love, patience, gentleness, self-control, all that stuff to be able to convey that stuff properly to them. And then lastly, you have to have wisdom. So you can't just have the right heart and the right answers and then wake them up at two o'clock in the morning and try to explain this stuff. Or as their house is burning down, you have to have wisdom to go, how's the best way to do it? When is the best way to do it? So to be effective ministers, we have to have all four R's. So that's why bumper stickers are so ineffective. It misses out on all four of elements of good ministry. Completely. And I get that people want to badly sometimes, even in their vehicles, self-identify as Christians, but mm. we have to think about who are we really serving when we do that? Yeah, that's is, a good point. Is that the right thing to do? Yeah. Even though we so badly want to say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, look at my bumper sticker. Yeah. So here is an application f- uh, for all this. Ministry and evangelism is not done with slogans on a bumper sticker or like a Facebook status or a tweet. It is built on by one-on-one relationships. So like talking over lunch, you know, with some, with like a coworker or whatever, encouraging somebody at the gym, especially if you go to the gym, like a lot. And, uh, or even if you're on social media, it's continually posting thoughtful comments uh, online to somebody in continuous. So you're building even a, an online relationship. It's not just being, not just throwing something out there like a bumper sticker. So- right. The the four things that we have to do with this is, one, we have to identify relationships for ministry. Number two, we have to get the right answers by, one, doing daily devotionals, by basically getting a a daily reading plan on your Bible app or getting a chronological Bible and Bible study, visiting Fast God stuff or, you know, things like that. Three, we have to have the right heart, which is the heart of Christ, which is working on the fruit of the spirit, which you grow through trials. And what we always uh, suggest is, you do these, grow these things at red lights. Perfect situation to try to grow patience and work on the fruit of the spirit. For sure. And then the last one is you have to have the right means, which is only done by seeking wisdom through prayer and by seeking advice from experts. So this application, sorry, guys, it's a daily thing. It's like picking up your cross daily and following me, that, that type of thing. It's, not, it's daily exercise. It's not fast. It's not pretty. It's not easy. But to be effective ministers... It takes time. It does. And it is rewarding and it is fulfilling. Yes. So here's my 15 second fast God stuff summary. Effective ministry isn't an impersonal slogan, but rather an investment in a relationship that is united with right answers, a right heart and the right means. So the better you become at this at ultimately loving God and loving others, the better minister you become because ministry simply stated is getting others to fulfill their purpose, which is to love God and others more. So Jesse, what is one terrible way 
of sharing the name of Christ that you thought of? One of the absolute worst ways that I've seen is when Christians make these t-shirts that take a corporate slogan or some kind of logo and they Christianize it. And this is what's weird about this particular thing is Christians are one, super good at this, like pretty, pretty clever, pretty creative. And two, they're really one of the only subcultures that does this. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And we've all been there before, especially if you've only become aware that these kind of t-shirts exist, you usually get stoked about it. Like you're all into it. I've been there too. So I I just think this is a strange method about going about sharing Christ. And this would include for me, Christians repurposing acronyms. Have you seen this before? So taking like, for instance, the acronym SWAG, S-W-A-G, and turning that into saved with amazing grace. Oh yeah. Okay. Or serve, worship, and glorify, or push like P-U-S-H, pray until something happens. Like it, it's clever, but when you just advertise that in abstraction, I wonder, what is that really saying yeah, to other people? how effective is that? Right. So here's some shirts I've actually seen on people's bodies okay. in public oh, places. Oh, this is good. And again, they're taking corporate logo, logos or slogans and they're kind of repurposing them or redesigning them to be kitschy and clever in a Christian kind of way. So Coca-Cola, right? Uh-huh. I've seen this redesigned. It says Jesus Christ in like the Coca-Cola font. And then mm-hmm. it says, he's the real thing or thou shalt never thirst. <laughs> Like, what is that supposed to do? Just why, people? Why? Or, you know, like the Subway logo, the sandwich yeah, shop, uh-huh. it has like the two arrows going in opposite directions. I've seen a shirt that has that same logo, but instead of saying Subway, it just says, his way. And then it's re- it actually has the whole verse from John 14, 6. The whole verse. The whole verse. Because so, it doesn't mean anything without like his exactly. way. What does that like, mean? Yeah, because that's even, that, that's just ridiculous anyway. It's not even a play on words or anything. Exa- like, it's I'm, not even close. I'm a Christian and I, I wouldn't if you just like, Look at my cool shirt. It says his way. Yeah. I'd be like, All there's right. no way you would make the connection to Subway. Is there like a his, her way shirt? Yeah. Or Jesus right. for that matter. Yeah. So they have to put the whole verse. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me and sandwiches. So, or, I mean, everybody's familiar with Adidas. Mm-hmm. So I've also seen an Adidas shirt that has repurposed the logo and ad says, add Jesus. <laughs> so. You Christians. That, so that's cl- not even close. So clever. Or Air Jordan, Air Jesus, the ultimate high. Oh man, give me a break. <laughs> now like it, well what, what's the symbol of like Jesus with a cross, like you know, jumping in the air? Oh no, no, even better. So you know how like Air Jordan has Jordan doing that dunk, like yeah, in that right. stretched out position? This has the same stretched out position. It's Jesus dunking, but he's clearly like wearing a robe and he's got a beard. Like his profile is is all Jesus. And he still has a basketball. It's not like a cross or a no, Bible a, or something. It's a basketball. <laughs> okay. That makes even less sense. I did, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. It's cute and it's clever. No, it makes no sense at all. Uh, or how about this one? Everybody's familiar with Facebook. I saw a shirt once that had like the Facebook logo, but it said instead, faith book. Jesus wants to put you in his book. Do you accept? <laughs> How is that even cool? Who comes up with this? Somebody should show a, should throw a flag on that just for bad oh, theology, man. because that's exactly what that is. Um, here's one of my favorites, I think. This gets some points for just creativity. Everybody, I think, is familiar with Heinz ketchup, which mm-hmm. is delicious in yeah. its own right. So it has that kind of um, shield logo. It's yeah. all in red. So I saw a shirt that said, uh, ketchup with Jesus, blessed from my head to my toes. <laughs> now, I, th- I would actually wear that one. <laughs> because it's funny and it's ironic like i would wear it for ironic sake and it's funny uh, yeah you know not you know for whatever reason and another one that i actually would wear 
and just kind because of, I think it's funny is like I'm a big fan of Megadeth. Yes, I've seen Mega Life T-shirts. So <laughs> Mega in the Megadeth, Life. Megadeth logo in like all like the the evil looking you know pictures yes. and stuff like that, but it says Mega Life and it has like a cross and, or something instead. That, that's kind of funny actually because it's making yeah. fun of the Megadeth as well as like trying to be clever in its yeah. interpretation. Yeah, and it's kind of making fun of this whole Christianizing a T-shirt thing. And something else too that why I would wear it. I actually had a dream a long time ago that I was wit- that I witnessed to Dave Mustaine, the lead singer of Megadeth. How'd that go? And, and he got sa- in the dream. He got saved. Guess Hallelujah! What- yeah. Guess what happened a couple years later? <laughs> he got <laughs> saved. That's how good my evangelism is. Do you think it's possible God gave him the same dream and he was like, "This random Asian guy came to me <laughs> with a message." Yeah. I was so convicted when I woke up. I just said, Lord, I bow the knee. So not only do we have one method of reverse evangelism that we came up with, our second method is dream evangelism. (laughs) Just get into people's (laughs) dreams. That's all you have to do. So, yeah. So probably the worst shirt I've ever seen, repurpose the Mountain Uh Dew logo, which is, if you remember, they have that slogan, it's all that bright green and it says, do the do exclamation point. So this t-shirt, same design, had the can, but instead of all that normal Mountain Dew writing, it said, do the Jew, <laughs> which is what? What? the worst no way. possible shirt I can imagine <laughs> No way. As either identify oh as a Christ gosh. follower or to try to explain to somebody what? what the Christian message is like. That is just a horrible way to do it. Where did you see this? I saw it at like an amusement park once. Oh, man. Yeah, somebody just rock. I mean, this person was, I guess, making it work. They were walking around without any kind of inhibition. But I feel like that was also part of the problem that got you to wear that shirt to begin with. Man, that's so wrong on so many different ways. Yeah, I mean, a close second would be all of this stuff that says Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Because so, so here's how I think about this. So when I think of Jesus being my homeboy, I get the sense you want to identify that God, through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, has drawn us onto himself and given us an intimacy that we don't deserve. Mm-hmm. So in some way, we are friends of God, and that's a great gift. But when I think about this, I think of the Apostle John on the island of Patmos. He's been exiled, and he gets a vision. Jesus shows up to speak with mm-hmm. him, and he is so powerful that John falls down dead. So he's not like, they're not like slapping high fives or like mm-hmm. chest bumping each other. He's definitely not saying, yeah. Jesus... What's up, man? You're my homeboy. <laughs> that is not what's happening. So that disrespects Jesus. Yes, like it, yes. It, it that's creates, a, that's him, exact word. Yeah, that I puts would use. him on on parallel with us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Have you come up with any of your own? Oh, bad T-shirts. Yeah. My goodness, I I can't even compete with the uh, great bumper stickers right. that we came up later to well, re- reverse evangelize. I came up with some. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Hit me, yeah, let's hit see me if one. this is any better or worse than whatever other people came up with. <laughs> okay, so here. Here, you know, the MasterCard one there, you know, there are some things money can't buy for yeah. everything else. There's MasterCard. So how about there are some things money can't buy for everything else. There's MasterCard. MasterCard. <laughs> it's not any worse than the do, do the Jew no, thing. Better. A million <laughs> yeah, times better yeah, see, than do the see, Jew. That's, that's a try the, the point I'm trying to make off the top of my head. Um, oh, Calvin Klein, between love and madness lies obsession. How about this? Jesus Christ, between love and sacrifice, lies redemption. That's at least more theologically profound and accurate. Yeah. If you're a t-shirt designer or printer, just hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> and how about this? Um, uh, what's what's the State Farm um, motto? Do you know that how that goes? Yeah, like a good neighbor. Yeah, okay. So State Farm, like a good savior, Jesus is there. <laughs>
<laughs> See, I could do this all day. Uh, and it would still be better than the t-shirts that you've seen. My gosh. Next time we do the Long God Stuff podcast, yeah. we'll just do five or six yeah. hours of t-shirt designs. Yeah. I mean, so basically, the reason why all of these are so atrocious is because they're trying really hard to connect Christianity with popular culture and make Jesus relevant in some kind of modern context. Right. Yeah. And the problem with that is the gospel is eternally relevant. Jesus mm-hmm. is our eternal contemporary. Yeah. We don't have to make him more relevant. We don't have to make him seem kind of kitschy. Plus, like you already noted, so many of these shirts are not all that clever. They're really derivative. Yeah. And that's not what the gospel is. It's not derivative. But yeah. I think people sometimes wear these things because they think they're just funny and they self-identify and they're a way to be disarming. Mm-hmm. But the gospel is not meant to be disarming. Yeah. And really, to make the yeah. gospel relevant, it's, it's about the answers. You know, what is the meaning right. of life? How, do I, how am I happy? Those are the things that people are looking for and not some t-shirt slogan. Exactly. So people don't need a homeboy in Jesus. They need a savior. And when we misidentify, even kind of in the nature of good fun or humor, can actually cause some harm, or at least it creates another hurdle that as Christians, we have to overcome when we start to explain what the real Jesus is like, who he really is. So, I mean, the last thing I would say is a Christian t-shirt, of course, does not a Christian make any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. So it's fun and fine to self-identify, but the application we should really bring to bear here is we should ask, what would a non-Christian think of the message that I'm sending by wearing this shirt? Is it helpful or is it harmful? Is it a hindrance? Or does it open the way? And really, what is your real t-shirt? Your behavior is your real t-shirt. People aren't going to look at what is on your shirt. People are going to look at how you live your life. So your, your Facebook status is your real t-shirt. How you live your life is your t-shirt. Like if you pray before a meal, like at a restaurant, that is your t-shirt. You are advertising that you are a Christian. So if you don't tip well or you don't tip at all, you are bringing down the name of Christ. Yeah, for sure. Praying at a restaurant really does draw some attention. Yeah. And even the other diners. We'll look then to see how you behave, because if you're yeah. a family with young children, young children always misbehave. That's just yeah. how it works. But they're going to look to see how patient you are, how you handle that situation. If you do it differently, then they might do it. Exactly. So tip at least 20% and then watch your kids and watch your behavior. Right on. And this is exactly what Paul says to the church in Rome, because this is how he describes the marks of a true Christian. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Have a contest in being able to see who can out-honor the other person. Mm -hmm. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. That's what the t-shirt should look like. And the best way that we can do this is prepare ourselves to give basically a 30-second description in our own words of what the gospel is Mm -hmm. and what it means. Yeah, that's good. That's using our words rather than just pictures or slogans to actually communicate the good news of Christ. Yeah. So now if you've ever done this before, coming up with a 30-second or a one-minute summary of why you're a Christian is actually super hard because most Christians don't even know where to begin, which is why you should work on this before you stumble through some type of pat answer filled with Christianese. But to help you get started a bit, you will have to answer at least two things for them. What is wrong with the world and how is it fixed? And you can approach this a couple different ways, depending on your personality. So some people would approach it from like a testimonial standpoint, and other people like me would approach it from a logical standpoint. But you will ultimately have to answer, why Christ? Right. So here's the 15-second Fast God Stuff summary. As Christians who have been saved by Jesus and rescued from death, we really want to display our allegiance to God, but Christian t-shirts are not really the best way to show our identity or perform missions. Instead, we should put on love. 
Let's love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So, what is final answer on how should I share Christ? First, you must realize that you already are, even if you don't mean to, because you are sharing Christ through your behavior. So, always show love to God and others. Additionally, God commands us to share Christ through words. And the quick way to remember how to be effective with this in all ministry are the four R's. Relationship, right answers, right heart, and the right means. So work on those relationships and always be ready with an answer for why are you a Christian? So how do we work on sharing Christ? By loving God daily, by learning more about Christ so that you can turn that knowledge and love for others into building relationships so that you can help them fulfill their purpose, which is to love God and others more. That's all the t-shirts and bumper stickers we have time for today. Say it ain't so. Make sure you subscribe and rate the Fast God Stuff podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you like to podcast. Fast God Stuff is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. And also check out fastgodstuff.com for all kinds of content that will help you save people through your dreams. Until next time, love God, love others, that's, that's it. it. Two, three, four, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Fast God stuff. Take those bumper stickers off your car. We're just making people mad anyway. And build relationships. To share the gospel, use your words. Tasty build the relationship with your guitar. I'm about to do it right now. Conrad, show me what you got. I can also see people through my solos. Oh, I'll be dreaming about this all night long. Thanks for listening to Fast God Stuff. Love God, love others, that's it. Give us five Jesus fish on iTunes. Do it.